What's up, everybody? I want to thank y'all for listening to another episode of D-Lo Speaks. If you haven't already, follow my podcast page on Twitter at D-Lo Speaks. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in. What's up, everybody? Y'all already know I had to come back with another episode. You know, it was so much um, boredom when it came to hip-hop this past week. But, of course, I was going to do something totally different from what I normally do before. Well, not different, different. But, you know, I was going to get like dig deep into some things. But before I do that, because I know I have to be on point with it, I want to talk about these two topics that I found quite interesting these past couple of weeks. So we're going to start with this um, Rhapsody incident, being that it's fresh. And I just found out about it today. So I got on Twitter. Because, of course, that's mainly where my topics stem from. Um, I was on Twitter. I was at work. And I noticed a lot of Barb's was, like, reposting this sound clip from this video, or whatever the case was, with Rhapsody and her interview. And the interview took place, like, last week. So, when I noticed that it was from a video from an Instagram post. I went to Instagram to see what the post said. And it was from the female rap game um, Instagram. So I read the caption first before I listened to the video. Because sometimes when it comes down to you having to figure out what's going on in hip-hop, sometimes you got to do your research before you give any type judgment on it. Because a lot of people will speculate and they will say certain things. And before you know it, you're arguing something that was the total opposite. But let's get into it. So the caption said, have y'all seen this recent interview? Rhapsody said she's cool with a bunch of female rappers, but not Nicki. She blamed Nicki for the lack of unity. She didn't say Nicki's name, but it's not hard to comprehend. And then they said a couple of other stuff in the post or whatever. And um, so I listened to the video. And the video that was shared was not enough to go off of. So I was like, okay, I need to find the whole interview. I couldn't find a video of the whole interview, but I ended up finding it on um, Spotify. So I'm listening to the interview. And for the people who may not have listened to the interview and just listened to that soundbite, um, I'm just going to like say a couple of things that were said throughout the whole interview. So basically, I'm pretty sure that everybody knows or remember the time of Cardi being on Instagram and saying that, um, you know, people should listen to artists like Rhapsody, Chica, um, Tierra Wack. She named a couple of other people because she was like, basically, you know, she, she feel as though these artists are dope and people should, you know, listen to them more when it comes, I guess, to the mainstream world. And, you know, you know, just support them because they are good rappers and they're good at what they do. 
which is nothing but respect. Regardless to what Cardi did in the past, and yes, I'm a diehard Nicki fan, and no, I was not pleased with what took place in the Harper's Bazaar, or am I not pleased with the fact that everybody was comparing Cardi to Nicki when she first came in, when we know they're not comparable, but at the end of the day, Cardi is still a human being who sees the good in other people when it comes to talent when it's in hip-hop so if she wants to get on her platform and say well hey i think y'all should listen to these people because they're dope she has all right to do that that's number one so the after you know she played the clip of cardi um praising rhapsody and all this other stuff The question was asked to Rhapsody. When Cardi said that, what were your thoughts? So Rhapsody responds and says, she said, in the last 15 years, you haven't really gotten a female who's at the forefront of hip hop who's done that. So I thought about it and I was like, hmm, maybe she's right. I don't know. I don't really... I never was the type to always watch every artist move. And I wasn't that big on social media as well. Like at one point in time in my life, the only social media I had was freaking Bebo. And then everybody ventured from Bebo and went to MySpace. And then people started venturing from MySpace and went to Facebook. Those were the only three social medias that I ever had. And then... I got a Twitter, but I really wasn't that active on Twitter neither because, I mean, I just wasn't no big social media type person. So I was like, "Mm, maybe it was done, maybe it wasn't. But if you think about it, and, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if you think about it, there's a lot of rappers, male or female, who are at the forefront of hip-hop And, you know, they may support an artist, but by them supporting an artist, either you're going to listen to them or you're going to see that they're supporting that artist and you're not going to listen to them. Cardi using her platform to say people should listen to them. I mean, it's no big deal. She gets her position within rap. I feel as though she understands that she's not this lyrical person, which she have said before. But, of course, the fans are going to put her in these hip-hop conversations that she don't belong in. And so are the um, the media, the industry, everybody. So, moving forward, she also said, they expect us to fight for one spot. Like, we can't show love for each other. She also said, with Cardi's position, she felt it was done the right way and that, I guess, Cardi was being a leader to the people by expressing that they need to listen to artists like Rhapsody or Tierra or Chica and whoever else she named because these are people, you know, who should be respected for the talent that they give. And she was like, um, she felt like there was a sisterhood and we're not, we're not this false narrative. Now, when she said that, you know, I thought about it and I was like, you know, That could be taken a couple of ways because I was in this whole, you know, this dialogue with a couple of the mutuals and they felt as though, you know, with Rhapsody being this um, activist and soul for black power and all this other stuff. And this is how people look at her as 
she should be more aware and not excuse the fact that Cardi had a lot of things that were against black power, I guess. So for calling people roaches and monkeys and all this other stuff. Me personally, I felt like that whole image of Cardi and her doing so was just so high school and childish. So I really didn't care too much for what she had to say about that because, uh, again, it's ignorant. But I think that sometimes that statement alone is being dragged too far because of the level of childishness that holds behind it. And maybe, you know, some people may not understand what I'm saying by that. But, you know, that's just me. Everybody's going to look at it differently. Um, But I looked at it like, okay, well, you know, I see what you're saying. But at the same time, it seems as though Rhapsody is quite aware of the false narratives that has been created within the female genre of hip-hop and well the female category so that's how i looked at that part and then she said she felt like balance was brought when cardi made that statement considering that everybody knows that cardi is mainly this trap music type person and then you have people like rhapsody tiara chica you can even include Nikki in that because they all have a different style that's not just boxed in with just trap sound. These people talk about actual things in their music. You have, um, you have, well, she's not really mainstream. She's still underground, but, um, her name is Lady London. The one that I spoke about plenty times before, either on this podcast or another one. You know, they they have a, a way of rapping where it's not just about trap. So I guess that's what um, Rhapsody meant by balance. Which, again, there's no wrong statement about that. So moving forward, another question was asked. Did you feel any pressure as if you had a certain image when you first started? And the reason why this question was stemmed because... She meant the lady that was interviewing Rhapsody mentioned that Trina was on. She had an interview with Trina one time and Trina pretty much was talking about how, you know, you don't see a lot of females on tour together or, you know, just basically coexisting. And they was talking about how, you know, the industry tried to make it seem as though females cost a lot and you got the budget for certain things and all this other stuff. And they was talking about how females had to hold up a certain image because this is what the man like to see but again you're still on a budget and all this other stuff so then she mentioned that um you know the fact that well i'll say this rhapsody answered and was like um i love well no the lady said that she loves rhapsody cardi and even megan which she feels as though Megan is like Megan the Stallion is like her life coach or whatever. And she don't even know it yet. But you know, that was just a little laughing joke or whatever. And she said, we can have a variety of music, but it did feel like whenever one female rapper super successful, then they want to build a lot of prototypes to look like that. Now, 
here, I'm guessing maybe this is where the the misdirection of the whole question was taken out of you know context because I feel as though the way that the lady said it was kind of easy to grasp that really she wasn't directing that at Nikki. And the way that she said it, it wasn't even directed at Nikki. If she said, we can have a variety of music, but it did feel like whenever one female rapper is super successful, then they want to build a lot of prototypes to look like that. Now think back. I want everybody to think about how back in the 90s, you had all these women that were rapping. But you could only have one woman at the forefront. And you want to know why? Because that one woman was Little Kim. And she felt as though she was the only rap female that was supposed to be in charge and at the center of attention. Y'all saw how she did Foxy. Y'all saw how she made a personal situation lead to music. And when Foxy retaliated... And kept it on wax. Kim got personal and did what she did. Now they're trying to erase Foxy's legacy. And they kept Kim at the forefront. Kim had an issue with everybody. And where was she? The only one in the spotlight. So, going back to, let's say, 2007. Nikki dropped her first mixtape. When Nikki hit the scene in 2007... This whole um, one woman should, supposed to be at under the spotlight and all this other stuff, that didn't start in 2007. That started in the 90s. That's what people need to understand. Do your research. So the narrative that they had pinned on Nikki, that was just the narrative they pushed from Little Kim to put on Nikki because of how successful she was. So when you look at this, this statement that was made within this question... It's not saying that she was blaming Nikki for the reason why you had to uphold a certain image. If you think about it, Nikki was very, Nikki is, I ain't going to say was, she is very successful and she's still out here breaking records and notice that they're trying to make a lot of prototypes, i.e. Cardi, to look like Nikki because every label wants a Nikki. That's just a fact. And really that statement in that question is a fact. But again, going back to the 90s, Kim was successful. Yes, and they tried to put her in the spotlight and keep everybody else from under that spotlight. They wanted to give um, Kim all the shine. Think about it. In her peak, she was doing music. She was doing fashion. She was making appearances on movies. All of this other stuff. They was making sure that she kept that spotlight. So that statement... Whenever one female rapper is super successful, then they want to build a prototype to look like that. I mean, nobody was really trying to look like Kim not being funny, but at the same time, like the statement still applies. This is what the industry does. This is a fact. So moving forward, Rhapsody answered and said, never felt that pressure. She was more so hurt because she was seeing comments on social media which can make you have, like, it can mess with your self-love, basically. And Rhapsody been out ever since, like, 2005. So she's been in it for a while. 
And, you know, seeing comments, she was saying how people would say stuff like she ugly, you know, just because she dressed a certain way, her sexual preference, you know, they was basing it on that and all this other stuff. So later they were still, you know, having this conversation about different things when it came to female and they, they brought up a point, which does happen a lot, especially on Twitter. When anytime that there's a conversation about Nikki, they always bring Rhapsody in the midst to compare to Nikki to downplay Nikki's ability as a rapper, but uplift Rhapsody, which always results in Rhapsody taking a L and not saying that she can't rap, but you got to understand both. If Rhapsody came out in 2005, Nikki dropped her first mixtape in 2007 and skyrocketed past all the female rappers that were before her, took over mainstream, bridged the pop, um, bridged pop with hip hop, and been killing it ever since. Y'all got to understand, you cannot use other female rappers in these type conversations when Nikki pretty much made a staple for herself. That's what y'all just need to understand. So that's what Rhapsody meant by, you know, taking the L or whatever. So she was like, um, basically in the whole comparison thing, Cardi and Rhapsody, I mean, Cardi and Megan was still being brought up in this conversation. So Rhapsody said, I think pitting women against one another is lame. For us, me, Cardi, Megan, Katie 47, whoever that is, Tierra Wack, Tokyo Jets, we good with one another. It's everybody else. Y'all bored? So, when she said that, you know, I'm thinking, all right. You know, you... I get, I get why she said what she said, because one, the people that she named was already topic of conversation. Two, looking, a fan looking from the outside, she could have said, you know, what everybody wanted her to say. And if she did that, then it wouldn't have been no issue. However, me looking, you know, being an outsider looking in her statement, to be honest, I really don't have an issue with what she said. And the reason being because one, I just kind of don't care. And then two, I don't see really that big of a deal about it. Like, I feel as though, you know, with social media, everybody have different feelings. Everybody have different viewpoints. I get it, but this, her making that statement was not directed to Nikki. That's what people need to understand. If that's the case, that statement is made to everybody that, that came before Nikki as well, because she didn't call any of their names. She called these new rapper names who just entered the mainstream world. So that's what I pretty much 
was trying to get people to understand when I was having my dialogue on um, Twitter earlier, like these, these artists are newbies when it comes to the mainstream world. But if you're going to talk about that statement, it's not solely just directed to Nikki. It's directed to everybody else, including Nikki, if we being technical. But y'all also got to think about this. That person, whoever made that Instagram post, purposely did that because they knew that the barbs would be ready to lash out at Rhapsody. But what I want the barbs to understand is that in reality, everything, when it comes down to this, doesn't require a response. And the reason being, that interview been out ever since last week. I promise you, if that page didn't have posted, nobody wouldn't have knew about it. Not a single soul. But they specifically chose that part of that interview and put that caption on that post purposely because they knew that y'all was going to go off. But see, y'all got to think smarter now because one is 2020, a whole new decade. And y'all got to understand where that narrative originated and who that narrative is specifically for. It ain't for Nikki. Y'all got to understand that this narrative is not for Nikki. This narrative never was created for Nikki. This narrative was definitely created for Kim. Kim used her manipulative power to manipulate her fans and to manipulate the people in the industry and took that narrative off of herself and pushed it onto Nikki because Nikki's success started to climb when she hit mainstream world. Kim wanted to have control. Kim wanted to dictate how Nikki was going to present herself and her image when it came to hip-hop. Kim wanted to have her hands in it into Nikki's um her success plan or whatever, her blueprint, put it that way. Kim wanted to have her hands in it so she could say, I did this or I did that. Think about it. Why Tiffany Fox ain't ain't blew up? To say she was supposed to be Kim's protege. Why she didn't blow up? Y'all got to understand, this narrative was not made for Nikki. So when people have conversations like this, you have to ignore it or you have to look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is we know that this narrative has been pinned on Nikki and that, you know, people use it all the time, but you got to hit them with the facts. We know where this narrative was supposed to go, whether it was pinned on Nikki or not. We know the truth. So use the truth and shame the devil. That's all you got to do. This whole Rhapsody interview had nothing to do with Nikki from my point of view. A lot of people may think that it does, but I feel as though it doesn't. Just because the the women that she called, well, the woman, because I will say that Cardi really was the only one that had an issue with Nikki. And, you know, they had their run in or whatever the case is. Those were the only two that really was going back and forth. So if you think about it, um, when have there been an interview where Rhapsody did and spoke bad about Nikki? Never. And if it is, I could be wrong. Show it to me. Then I'll take that statement back. But I haven't seen an interview where Rhapsody spoke negative on Nikki. 
But, you know, you got to understand that Cardi was placed in the industry for one purpose and one purpose only. And it didn't work. And it's not going to work because now she's in Nikki's shadow and she's not going to grow. But for this statement that, you know, was made, that Rhapsody made, I think that, you know, we have to somewhat take some type initiative to ignore certain things. Or if you're going to give it light, speak on the facts. Regardless to people saying, oh, Nikki don't want to work with this person. She don't want to work with that person. You have to hit them with the facts. You have to show them who all the females that Nikki work with. All the females Nikki has played their music on Queen Radio. All the the tweets and different things that Nikki has supported these female rappers. Because I want to bet my bottom dollar. If Nikki was in an interview and she made the comment and said, for us, me... Malibu Mitch, Asian Doll, Art Barbie, um, who else? Freaking Fergie. All of these people that she did music with, if she said that they was good with one another and it's everybody else, y'all bored, I can promise you the Barbs would have, they would have hyped Nikki up as we should. And we would have been like, like we would have made some type statement as to why Nikki was okay with saying that. So you got to look at it from that point of view as well. It's no different than Rhapsody saying what she's saying. Because I want to bet my bottom dollar that a lot of the barbs really don't even listen to Rhapsody or didn't even know about her. And for myself, I didn't even know about Rhapsody until like maybe two or three years ago maybe a little you know a little four maybe but I didn't know about her and I knew about her because I was listening well I was looking for new music and I saw that her and J. Cole had a song together so I listened to her anything else other than that from when she was here since 2005 I don't know anything about her I just learned that she was in the game since 2005. So, you know, it all takes research. But at the end of the day, you just have to respect people's decisions and feelings and whatever they say. It is what it is. Bottom line, you know, it's been some people that been shady to Nikki and everything. And, you know, first they love you, then they switch. And, you know, it's obvious that sometimes people do that, but you don't linger around it. You just move on from it. And, you know, if in the future, God forbid, if it happens and they end up beefing, then, oh, well, it is what it is. But I want to say at this given moment, I don't think that there's really an issue. And I don't think that that interview was for Nikki, nor did I think that they was like, trying to be indirect about anything the questions was asked and Rhapsody answered them you can't twist the question to make it feel as though it's about Nikki because she's successful you got to look at the timeline look at the female rappers that had their successful moments after the 90s because that's when the whole one woman in the spotlight started the 80s, all of them was in the spotlight. Everybody was looking. But when it got to the 90s, that's when it changed. So from the 90s up until it was time for Nikki to hit the scene, 
look at the different female rappers that was here, but the spotlight was only on Kim. Of course, the fans was going to hype people up, but you got to look at it. Kim has been beefing with everybody. And not to mention, on that Instagram post, they at the end, they mentioned... Or do y'all or do y'all think that she's talking about Lil' Kim too? Like, come on. So if you're going to put all of that, then obviously you speculated that maybe that post was really about Kim. But of course you're going to make it about Nicki because recently, and still is, she's still the most successful. So that's all I'm saying. You got to understand certain ways that questions are asked. Because you can tell when it's asked to like throw shade at Nikki, but then you can also tell when it's asked because of what really happens. And if you think about it, like I said before, when you got somebody as successful as Nikki and she said it too, everybody wants a Nikki. You need those. They're going to try to make a lot of prototypes to look like what the most successful person is. Same thing applies. This is what happens in music all the time. So all in all, When it came to that Rhapsody um, interview, it could have been left where it was because, like I said, a couple of months, a couple of years from now, nobody wouldn't know anything about it. But, hey, social media is a blessing and a curse. And that's all I had to say on that matter. I'll be right back with my next topic. Alright, we're back with our next topic, and I'm pretty sure everybody done seen it because I'm pretty sure everybody was like, dang, I want to go to that. But this next topic is going to be about the Lovers and Friends poster that has surfaced on the internet. Now, when I saw this poster, I was like, whoa. I was like, this lineup is sick. Like, I would definitely want to be in there. And I went online the other day to look up them tickets. And I was like, man, I'm not going to that concert. First of all, I ain't never flew on a plane before. And um, this nigga right here like to stay on the ground for right now. I ain't got time. Maybe I'll fly in the future. But it's going to take me a long while to get across to some California all the way from little South Carolina. But... Like I said, maybe in the future. But them tickets was high. Which, I think that it was pretty worth it for the amount of people that's going to be there. But let me just go ahead and read this this poster. Who all going to be there? Now, Snoop Dogg is the one that's, you know, orchestrating this whole concert. So, the people that's supposed to be on this tour, which is taking place May 9th. You have Lauren Hill, Usher... And um, Ludacris and Lil Jon gonna be with him. TLC, Janae Aiko, Summer Walker, Megan Thee Stallion, Nelly, Sean Paul, T Pain, Brandy, Monica, Ja Rule, and Fat Joe, SWV, Saweetie, Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, Genuine, Drew Hill, Next, 112, Mario, Twister, Eve, Trina, Tweet, Amory, Mace, Cameron. Mike Jones, Montel Jordan, Umi, John B, Baby Bash, Frankie J, Nina Sky. That lineup is sick. So, I'm pretty sure everybody heard all of the people that I said. But it's two people 
that I want to specifically talk about. And it said Little Kim and Foxy Brown. Now, come on now. When you see a lineup like that, you're going to be like, dang, bro, this young about to be lit. You know, I want to be in there. I want to see how it's about to feel, the atmosphere. You know, you want to see what's going on. So, the first two people that I've known that made a post about it was Twister and Mace. And they both said pretty much that that flight was a lie. So, I was like, dang, they done made this lineup. Now all of these people saying that they're lying, like, you know, is this really going to happen? But I went to the actual page that's going to be holding, you know, the concert or the venue or whatever. And, you know, they said that it was happening. So, again, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, you have to talk to your team, of course. You have to set a schedule, all this, blah, blah, blah. So then Lil' Kim came out and was like, this a lie. Basically, you're not about to use my name to sell your your post, all this, blah, blah, blah. So, it was brought to my attention by one of the homies that Kim put this. She, I'm guessing she did it on her story or made a post about it. And she, like, put on the poster in big words, all this fake and whatever else she said. But what she did was use the words that she used and put it over like the right side of the flyer which blocked everybody name out on that side including Foxy Brown which I'm pretty sure niggas saw that original post and saw that Foxy Brown name was right beside Little Kim so it blocked Foxy name out of it now if you asking me that's freaking bitter that's you just hateful why are you upset at the fact that her name is right beside yours? But of course, you're going to make it about the fact that, oh, they didn't talk to your team. You ain't get no money for that. Ain't no check clear for that. So it's fake. I'm not going. Okay, cool. You ain't got to be there. But ain't nobody going to miss you with all the other people on there. So come the next day, all of a sudden the check done clear. Or the check clear now, huh? The check clear, and guess what? Foxy name ain't on it. Why Foxy name on ain't on this flyer, y'all? I don't get it. I'm trying to figure out why her name ain't on it. So, of course, you know, <laughs> Twitter, one of my favorite places to be. I had to comment on her, on her post. Because it makes no sense at all. Like I said, just previously on the Rhapsody interview, this is a situation that really should have hit the media or hit the blogs. They only do it because Nikki is most successful. This is the stuff that comes behind being the most successful female rapper. And rapper in general, because it happens to the male too, but it happened more in the female category. But... The blog should have caught this, but they didn't. But I said what I said on her post. And it ended up, you know, going viral. Well, I wouldn't say viral because the blogs and stuff didn't, um, you know, catch it. But, you know, it got a lot of traffic. And I was surprised that no little Kim fans didn't come swarming in because they was going to get ignored anyway. But at the end of the day, it just showed that Kim is just one bitter old woman. 
and I don't mean old as in like 50s, well, 50 ain't old. I'm going to say like 90 or whatever the case is. But, you know, she just too freaking old for that. So, of course, Twister and them came back and was like, the check was clear. And, you know, before I say what I'm about to say about this, of course, there is this one Remy fan. This girl always seemed to find my post. I don't understand. Last year around this time, she was on my post and we was freaking arguing back and forth about Sheether. And she was saying, oh, Nikki don't write her raps, but Remy wrote the whole Sheether. I was like, no, the freak she didn't. If she came back with another one and it sounded completely different, like we was just going back and forth. But this girl seemed to find my post. And she tried to make it seem like Kim, no, the reason why Kim... Um, Foxy name not on it. it got something to do with her team that's on Foxy or whatever she was like but Kim um, her check wasn't clear I was like stop if you can't realize that this is a bunch of BS excuses that you coming at me with then we can't have this conversation I don't want to talk about it because at the end of the day we already know that little Kim is still bitter for what Foxy did Foxy kept it on wax Foxy would have been more successful had she not lose her hearing and I feel like she would have been a megastar. And Kim really would have been mad. But again, not to get off subject, but, you know, she she was just bitter. So she was like, nah, Snoop Dogg, it was a mess up on his part. Nah, da, 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 da. Okay. So I did my research. And the girl said, you know, it was a, um, you know, a couple of people was added. A couple of people was taken off. A couple of people was moved up. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know, let me look into this. So I went to Twister page. And when I got the Twister page, I noticed that he had the original flyer that still had Little Kim and Foxy name on it. And then he had a second flyer that had in big bold letters sold out across everything. And it had like the top people that was at the top of the um, flyer. Their name was blocked out from the word sold out. And then you had the people at the bottom. But then the people on, I mean, the date on this flyer said May 8th. Tickets already sold out. So I was like, dang, you know, let me look a little deeper. Because I didn't say what I said. My post done got traffic. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. These niggas ain't about to try to make it seem like, you know, I ain't know what I'm talking about. So I did my little research. And I didn't catch it that first day. So I was like, dang. You know, and I'm going to just let that slide. I ain't going to respond. I just, you know, I hit her with the little light tap. The little, you know, all right, I'm done with this conversation. I ain't got nothing else to say. So today, you know, something of mine tell me it was just like, you know, go and look and see what other artists was out here posting this flyer. So, like, it was a good bit of artists that haven't posted a flyer yet. So I don't know if they're going to be attending or whatever the case is. But the first person page I went to was SWV. They posted the flyer, but they posted the one that Kim posted. But the one, the same one that Kim posted that they post, it just so happened that at the 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 freaking bottom of the poster that SWV posts, Foxy Brown name is right there still sitting on the flyer chilling they just move her name down a little bit but why the freak on kim flyer the same freaking flyer where they move her little stink name up foxy brown name ain't on that flyer 
Okay, moving right along, I went to Twister page. And right under the big old sold out letters, if you look down in the same spot that was on SWV poster, guess what? Foxy name is on his too. This is the May 8th one. The one that SWV posted was the May 9th, I believe. Still, Foxy name is still on both flyers. Again, the question arises: why it ain't on Kim Flyer? When this is the new flyer that SWV also has, but Foxy name is on that one, but not the one that Kim posted. So you tell me, does that sound like bitterness to you? Does that sound like you're intimidated by somebody who could still outwrap you and could still be more successful than you? If she was to get back into the, the mainstream, the whole music thing, because everybody know that, you know, Foxy took a, a chill pill away from hip hop. And, you know, she was just doing her own thing, chilling. But if Foxy really wanted this, I'm pretty sure she could do something in this decade. Because let's not act like Foxy didn't bring that whole dance um hall sound and bridge that within hip hop. We're not going to play like she didn't do that. And if she wanted to come back and jump into it, I'm pretty sure that she would make a lot of noise because Foxy has been gone a, a long while. And if she wanted to give us an album, I'm pretty sure that that album would be Flames. And I'm pretty sure that it would do better than Nine because a lot of people know and see that Foxy is a better artist. But we ain't going to get into that yet. Um, We're going to wait another another episode for that. But like I said... Why Foxy name still on these other people flyer? The same new, the new and updated flyer that um Lil Kim got. Why Foxy name ain't on it? Cause the only person that was removed was Mario, and they took Mario off the flyer and added Trick Daddy. But Foxy name still on there. Why she ain't on Lil Kim one? But see, y'all niggas, y'all y'all really be out here thinking people be trying to like downplay these artists and everything. But now nah, I'm going to call it like I see it. Call a spade a spade. Kim is still bitter. She's still bitter. Even when Foxy tried to reconcile whatever they had, Kim still is bitter. And she ain't trying to change for nobody. But y'all don't see past that. But the minute Nikki defends her pen, the the minute pen, haha, <laughs> pen, P-E-N, not P-E-N-D as in pending, but pen, the minute Nikki defends herself as an artist, the minute Nikki speak on who she is as an artist, and to tell these niggas I had to stop comparing her, the first thing y'all do, she shouldn't be out here complaining because of her stature in the in the hip hop community. She's just too big for this. She she make a lot of money. She shouldn't worry about all of this. Y'all can clock all of that bull crap. But the minute y'all see Lil Kim and her tight face out here posting these these flyers and stuff and got Foxy name removed, because ain't nobody gonna tell me that she didn't ask for Foxy name to be removed. I don't care what nobody says. Y'all like to talk about artists abusing their little power. When they in the industry, let's talk about Lil' Kim abusing hers. She wanted Foxy's name removed, and if her name wasn't removed, guess what? She ain't going to want to check, and she was not going to want to be on that on tour. Let's just face the facts. Let's be real. 
The checks all of a sudden clear because your name got moved up. It got bigger and Foxy name ain't on it. But everybody else that posted the new flyer that you got, Foxy name still on it at the bottom. See, if you're going to do stuff like that, clean up your act behind it. Tell them to post a flyer that ain't going to have Foxy name on none of them. If you want to be that spiteful. Because that's what you are. You're spiteful. You're hateful. You're bitter. You're jealous. What else? You're mad because you don't look like Foxy? You mad because nobody really liked nine like that except for your fans? And they lying to you. Why you tell us why you really mad? Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know what it's gonna take. But either these blogs need to step their game up, these journalists, all of y'all need to step y'all game up when it comes down to calling people out on their BS. And if you're not gonna do it, why even have the job? Like, let's just be real, and I feel as though a lot of these artists out here who may have some type of loyalty or whatever the um, case is to Kim, they don't like to call the facts. Let's just be real. Going back to the first ep- um topic in the episode, everybody knew that that narrative was for Lil' Kim. Let's keep it a buck. They pushed that narrative off on Nikki because Nikki was already, um, she was already rising. And she skyrocketed out the middle of nowhere and just kept going. She never stopped. Kim was intimidated by that. Kim was always intimidated, even back when Biggie was alive. Whether it was in a relationship or, you know, just rappers in general. She was intimidated. And, you know, of course, if your loyalty is with Lil' Kim, that's fine. Do what you gotta do. But at the same time, respect what Nicki does. And don't sit here and try to make it seem like, oh, well, she don't want to be female unity. Shit, that female unity is a myth. Okay? Okay? She was out here freaking doing ladies night and try to make it seem like she was just so female unity power, black power, throw the fist up in the air. But that same freaking song, Left Eye didn't even want to be in the brat's presence. Explain that. I thought that was unity. The same thing Kim was preaching. No, y'all was coexisting to make that freaking, that song. You and Missy, okay, you know, y'all have y'all relationship, y'all have y'all bond, y'all may have a friendship or whatever the case is, but that wasn't female unity. If it was unity, all y'all would have come together. Y'all wouldn't have had no type negative or break, um, negative break within y'all whole group when y'all was making that song. Looks like to me, and even DeBrat said it, but it looks like to me that Left Eye did not want anything to do with DeBrat, which DeBrat said that wasn't unity. If y'all are so about unity, why Lil' Kim been beefing with all these females out here? But then again, y'all pushed that narrative from Lil' Kim and put it on Nikki and said that Nikki was beefing with everybody out here. Nah, y'all just mad that Foxy dust Kim off and they um, rap beef. And Nikki turned around and did the same thing. And you want to know why? Because these are two females who are strong, strong black women from Trinidad, come out here, writing, pinning, and competing with the men, can hold their own. And let's just be clear on one thing. At the age that Foxy was, both her and Kim were young. So, of course, they had men to help them write and rap a certain way so that the masses would appeal to what they was delivering when it came to 
spitting these bars. And let's not act like, oh, well, they had writers for them and all this other stuff. They was young. Roxanne Shantae was young as well when the men dissed her. And that dude wrote that diss song for her and she spit it. And guess what? She's still respected as an MC because she showed that she can hold her own. So let's fast forward. Foxy showed that she could show um hold her own. And even after Jay-Z you know, helped out with writing with um writing for her and all this other stuff. She turned around and freestyle verses and stuff and showed that she was a true MC. Something that Kim couldn't do. Because after Biggie died, her, that formula, all of that died with him. And she couldn't uphold it because she depended on a man to make sure that her career would take off. And it didn't. And then she wanted to control Nikki's, and Nikki wasn't having it. Since when did we hear anything about Wayne and Drake writing any rap verses for Nikki? None of them. Nikki been writing ever since Hood Stars. So y'all just got to respect that this woman is always going to be successful. But Kim should not be this bitter by getting Foxy name removed off of that flyer. And I'm sticking with it. If anybody got anything that they want to say about it, feel free to comment on the D-Lo Speaks um, Twitter page because I can go back and forth with you and explain to you how I feel as though Kim had it removed. That's just the bottom line. And that's all I have to say on that matter. So if you haven't yet, I want you to go ahead and get on Twitter and follow my podcast page at D-Lo Speaks. And you can follow my personal page if you haven't already at Ask Me Sucker. And I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of D-Lo Speaks.